where will this free agent land? A couple interesting names from Pro Football Focus, naming the Cardinals as the next player's destination. And the way-too-early MVP uh, rankings and odds are out. Kyler Murray, a little bit higher than you'd expect. Alex Lancey, Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. We're going to talk about it. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Giddy up, Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow him at Bob Rack, follow me at Clancy's Corner, follow the podcast at Locked On. AZ cards. Thank you. Make thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, etc. Um, we're just getting started here. The 2021 season ended. Um, there's so many questions surrounding wh- what trajectory the Arizona Cardinals are going to take, whether it be trading away a bunch of assets nailing it in the draft, hitting some veteran free agents. They're going to be salary cap friendly with how close against they are to the salary cap. Now with JJ Watt and DeAndre Hopkins cap hits being, uh, you know, monstrous going into the 2022 season, but already there are different outlets that are targeting the Cardinals as the next employer for a couple of higher profile players. We'll talk about it Um, with all of the stuff that's been going on with Kyler Murray. We want to hit this first. People need to remember that Kyler Murray is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It shows a couple things. One, you're not going to be perfect right out of the gate. Okay, We've seen a natural progression from Kyler Murray from first to second to third year. Sure, there's been noise. I'm sure it's much ado about nothing. And 25 other teams would yearn to have Kyler Murray being the signal caller for their team. And the way too early MVP projections show just that. Bo, I don't think... You know this yet? If you were to guess right now, even with all the turmoil that's happened since the end of the season, the way the season ended for the Cardinals, where would you peg Kyler Murray as ranking in the way too early MVP projections for 2022? Well, the last two seasons, his second season and his third, the most recent, you know, before the season, he was the sixth best favorite to be the most valuable. Um, So, you know, despite how things ended, I think he's still got to be a top guy. I don't, th- you know, unlike a lot of Arizona Cardinals fans, people aren't, uh, don't think he's damaged goods. They realize that he's a very talented quarterback. And, you know, despite his performance in the wild card round, that he can get back to being that fantastic quarterback. So I'm saying he's at least in the top 10 as far as MVP odds, just because of his skill set, what he can do, what he did, you know, to start 2020 and what he did to start 2021. It's going to come down to it. Can he do the complete, season he's going to have to do a complete season worth of work uh, of playing at that mvp caliber level and the arizona cardinals are gonna have to win a lot of football games because that's usually what your mvp does aaron Rodgers did it with the extra game uh it's usually around 13 and a half wins that's what you're gonna have to win as a team for any of your players to be in consideration yeah according to typical sportsbook via az central jeremy clough wrote this article kyler is eighth in the odds for the regular season awarded plus 1500 um, top six, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert. I'm sure Lamar Jackson's right around there too. He's always an early season favorite 
for MVP. If he would have stayed healthy, they would have made the playoffs. I would have voted for Lamar Jackson last year, even though he won it a couple of years ago. Numbers were kind of trashy. Yeah, but they won games in, in ways that you wouldn't expect Lamar Jackson through his first couple seasons to win football games. I think it's about right. You know, like we, we have this young crop of quarterbacks that aren't ready yet, and we've got the older crop of quarterbacks that are starting to fade away. Russell Wilson, namely one of them. I mean, you always kind of put him around there, but when you have guys like, you know, like, I mean, Kyler Murray is still one of the more exciting young quarterbacks in the league. I think that's pretty obvious. And I think yeah. eighth is about right. I mean, if you said 10th, I would have said fine also. I mean, I feel like top 10 is right around where you want to be. Obviously, he's not going to be – I think he was plus 25. He was 25 to 1 to start last season. I think it was right around there, but um, maybe that was two years ago. But, I mean, I think it's about right. 15 to 1 is about right, especially with how they fell. I think people are starting to remember a little bit more fondly with how they started. With I mean, it, they were an absolute terror through the first seven weeks and an A.J. Green turnaround from, you know, eight weeks in a row to start the season. This offseason, we've been talking a lot about Kyler Murray, his his uh, sideline demeanor, how he conducts himself when facing adversity, when the team's chasing a lead. And it just keeps coming to my mind, Cam Newton. And mm. Cam Newton had that one season where it all came together. Like, he had the just the unbelievable skill set that Kyler Murray has. Like, the dual threat, the electricity that he plays with. Uh, he had that 2015 season where he beat out Carson Palmer for the award where he threw for what 35 touchdowns and he added a bunch of touchdowns on the ground and Carolina was 15 and one. And it all just kind of came together. If you lose career and you look at the criticism of Cam Newton, I see some similarities between Kyler Murray. Let me ask you this because I don't think Cardinals fans would appreciate this, but if you could sign up right now, if for Kyler Murray to have a very similar career, if not like the exact same career Cam Newton had, would you sign up for it? No. I mean, yeah. I think it's close, but no. I mean, the thing is, because Cam Newton was never – he was never a great thrower of the football. Okay, he threw for 400-plus yards his first game at State Farm Stadium. Steve Smith lit up Patrick Peterson in his rookie year – first game. But I feel like you need to be a great passer of the football to elevate your team. And running the ball when you're down 13 points in the fourth quarter with five minutes left isn't going to get it there. And he was never a great – thrower of the football. He wasn't. Kyler Murray has, I mean, look at the numbers, the next gen stats for all you analytic nerds, like his numbers percentage wise for down the field throws are at the top or near the top across the board. And that's what you need to be able to win games. Cause remember you just said it 30 seconds ago before you said it, um, it reminded you of Cam Newton was it's not just demeanor for being able to throw a team or get a team back into a game when you're down late. It's being able to trust what your best skills are. And even though he's a great runner of the football, he was a much better runner of the football in college and he was faster than everybody. Like him throwing the ball when he has time going to his left, that is his best strength. That is his number one strength, throwing the ball down the field. And I feel like you'd be able to lean on that a little bit more. What Cam Newton was exemplary at, he may be the best player inside the 10-yard line ever, ever. Because he's 6'5", 250. He's so smart and so cunning with how he would run the football. I mean, it, 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 it wasn't fair. So I think the numbers were ballooned a little bit because you can obviously run throwing patterns when everybody thinks you're going to run the ball. I'd rather have Kyler Murray's trajectory 
than Cam Newton's. Just for the sheer fact you need to be able to throw the ball to win the game now. And I don't think Cam Newton was ever that great of a thrower of the football. Because he did have one great year, and obviously that ran smack dab into the Arizona Cardinals well, um, he, at the NFC Championship game. His, he deteriorated after that. Like, his body fell apart. Like, he took well, the he wear and terrible tear. terrible accident. Huge. I mean... Well, then, I, yeah. I just don't know if that, I mean, it was, you know, shoulder problem, throwing the football became a big issue downfield. And then, you know, he, he wasn't, he wasn't the dual threat guy for, for a long time. He, and now he's a shell of himself, but right. you know, for, for a long time, Cam Cam Newton was just one of those guys is like, if he puts it together and I think Kyler Murray's in the same conversation, mm-hmm. I think I, right. I'm not but you know, seven playoff appearance or seven games he played in the playoffs. He had a super bowl appearance. He had that most valuable player. You know, I, I don't think we should kind of turn our nose up is be, because I think a lot of people look at Cam Newton as a polarizing figure as far as the NFL went. And, you know, if Kyler Murray, if he if if he continues to trend this way, he's kind of becoming that type of player. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I kind of see a, a group like uh, Josh Allen times Kyler Murray equals Cam Newton kind of where it's just kind of like you can't compare a six five guy with a five ten guy like you kind of can. But you can't really put them on the same plane because their skill sets are so immensely different. But the the personality traits, you know, it's it's an interesting thing to monitor. I don't know. I mean, I mean, we'll see. It's not the first time the quarterback's been pissed off when you lose when you're not used to losing ever. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. Coming up next, Pro Football Focus gave us some extra content today. We're going to talk about their two projections for who the Cardinals will sign this offseason, and they seem to be. Pretty team-friendly deals, one more than the other. We'll talk about that in just a second. Football might be over, but basketball's in full steam for both pro and college hoops. I'll tell you what, man. We're less than a month away from March Madness, baby. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all the sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage that's winding up and just the information surrounding it. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Um, got a lot lined up this offseason. It's going to be killer. So keep it locked here. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're a viewing person over a listening person, we've got everything you need. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Now, Pro Football Focus has put out a couple projections for where for who the Arizona Cardinals will sign this offseason. Two very interesting names for very different reasons. Now, I'm going to talk – we're going to break this up into two segments, okay? We're going to take one name from one position group and talk about that a little bit. The second name in the second position group, should they draft, sign, or both? We did a little bit of this earlier on, right after the Cardinals season ended. But let's start with one of the two, Connor Williams, guard from the Dallas Cowboys, three-year, $20 million deal, $12.5 million guaranteed. Now, Connor Williams has had his struggles with both injury and otherwise performance-wise, but I'll tell you what. If you give me a guard from the Dallas Cowboys organization over the last three years, I'm taking it because it's going to be a bump up from Justin Pugh and Justin Murray. You're going to have to look to find guys 
that are mainstays on the interior of the offensive line to couple with Rodney Hudson. This can't be a clown car of whoever's healthy we're going to throw in there. That can't be it moving forward because we saw that without protecting Kyler Murray, none of this matters. So Connor Williams, guard Dallas Cowboys, three-year 20 mil, 12 and a half mil guaranteed. Bo Brock. Yeah, sign me up. Dislike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's that's the ideal signing for the Arizona Cardinals. When you looked at where their pressure was was coming as far as from opposing defenses against the interior of that offensive line, it would be an instant upgrade. You put him next to uh, Rodney Hudson. You figure out, you know, is DJ Humphreys a guy you can restructure? Are you comfortable with his cap number? There's some consistency, some continuity as far as the offensive line from last year, which wasn't awful wasn't like what Joe Burrow was dealing with but still down the stretch it it played poorly I think Connor Williams would be a great guy that you could add and uh you know it it reminds me of back when when Steve Kime signed Mikey Potty from the uh San Francisco 49ers via free agency uh to couple with Jake or Jared Valdeer and when Steve Kime was building offensive lines for the few years there for the Arizona Cardinals with Bruce Arians I think that this would be a slam dunk move you know he's out there consistently for the cowboys played in 17 games uh started in 14 of them had his struggles but i i like connor williams uh, playing the guard he can even play a little tackle for you give me connor williams every day yeah agreed um this is a very interesting like the remember when offensive linemen were getting paid 13 dollars a year and then sam bradford got 50 million dollars 60 million dollars before he played it down those times have changed and it's got trickier and one of, one of the biggest ones recently, there were two, Dwayne Brown and uh, Nate Solder. When Nate Solder went from New England to the Giants, he got paid whatever was in the Mint in Washington, D.C., or wherever the Mint is, and he completely fell flat on his face for the first couple of seasons. Corey Lindsley played well last season, um, but there's a lot of guys that are getting paid a lot of money, and they aren't necessarily worth it because you're doing, I mean, it, it's an arms race. And the fact that the Cardinals are able to trade for Rodney Hudson, you'd much rather give up a third round pick than having to outbid somebody else for their employment. Um, this is a perfect wheelhouse. It's not a bargain signing. It's not a Kelvin Beach and one for three. You know, it's not a, it, it's not a, um, it's not an Andre Brown where it's like, oh, cool. Let's wait till a couple months before the season starts and we'll get somebody that nobody else wants to sign. This is something they're going to actively have to go out and get. And this price point, it's half of what DJ Humphreys got. And I know that DJ Humphreys plays left tackle, but this would be a dream scenario. Now, say they were to sign him, are you drafting an offensive lineman in the first two rounds as well if they were to sign him? I mean, I think you should always be drafting that position. I think it's like pitchers in baseball. I mean, you can never have enough. You, you see what you go through throughout an NFL season, especially with an extra game and now the postseason where you've got – You've got to win four games in a row to win the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it's tough, especially those big hoggy. Uh, the one thing I will say about Williams, when you look at his resume, especially from last season, and where potential frustrations could come, he was the second most penalized offensive lineman in the league. Like you remember all those penalties, all that, all that laundry on the field for the Dallas Cowboys in the game they played against the Cardinals and in the game uh, against the 49ers, the, their last game of the season in the playoffs, I mean, 15 penalties from the guard spot. Now he only did surrender one sack and he graded very well, but you know, Arizona Cardinals fans, I mean, they're, they're looking for a discipline. Like they want discipline. And, you know, I know that comes a lot from the coaching staff, but that just, just kind of throwing that up there. Like maybe my one sign of caution when it comes to Connor Williams. 
Fair enough. Um, I think at this point, at that price point, you just deal with it and you hope that your offensive line coach will be able to whip him into shape. You know, and uh, yeah, obviously it's easy for me to say, um, but I feel like, again, at 12 and a half mil guaranteed for two years, it's just something that you kind of got to stomach. We're going to hit another position um, for another target that Pro Football Focus has the Arizona Cardinals going after and signing next locked on Cardinals. Rock Auto. So Rock Auto, um, it's my favorite sponsor to talk about. It is. Bo knows that. Um, with the ever-increasing prices and numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain storefront to stock all the parts that you need. Okay? So you have to go down there. Be like, hey, listen, I need this. Oh, sorry, we don't have it. Cool. And if we did have it, it'd be 50% more than what you get at rockauto.com. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You can go to rockauto.com. You save time and money. Their prices are reliably low. They're not going to upcharge you 30, 50, or even 100% for the same parts just because the chain storefront needs to upcharge to keep it in stock. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business. They don't treat family like that. They don't upcharge people their family. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years online. Rockauto.com, their prices are reliably low, as I mentioned, and that's very important to reiterate. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. I'm excited to talk about this one. I saved the best for last because this was a trade, uh, speculated trade target for the Cardinals the last two seasons. Um, one was during the offseason. Last year, it was the offseason and the regular season. Stephon Gilmore, currently of the Carolina Panthers. Now, the best part about this is he's a year older. So it just knocks off like double what you'd have to pay somebody, a corner especially, if he was a year younger. We are far removed from the one-year 10 mil Darrell Rivas Aqib Tlaib contracts that they would just go be hired guns to go somewhere else here and there. Uh, but Stefan Gilmore has been in the Bill Belichick system forever. Okay, he just got traded, but I'll tell you what. Once you're in that and once you have that regimented practice ingrained, this is somebody just like J.J. Watt that could elevate this secondary, not just with maturity, but also with experience, guidance, and it'll allow your secondary immediately to be one that's a lot more fear than it was last year, regardless of how the first eight games or so played out. So they have, Pro Football Focus has two-year, $28 million, $20 million guaranteed, $10 million a year. You probably can restructure if you add dummy years on the end to make it work. But I feel like also, this is a home run because we're looking at this and the Cardinals have so many question marks from so many positions. This would be a guy that you can just set it and forget it. Just like what Patrick Peterson was before the 2017 season and what Chandler Joe's was, you know, up until maybe two seasons ago and part of last year. I mean, call, call him naive if you want. I'm not going to have any problem with it. I, what is the deal with Steve Kime? Why was he reluctant to trade a late draft pick? For Stefan Gilmore, that late. like why? would have been a third. I mean, it was a six-round pick. That's what Carolina picked him up for. Oh, really? You know, so like, why weren't they not having those conversations? Why, you know, maybe they were. We never heard anything as far as that's concerned. Like, 
what do they not like about Stefan Gilmore? Because I, I mean, I agree. I think that he would be great opposite Byron Murphy Jr. I mean, we saw what uh, Robert Alford was able to do after returning, missing two, two seasons in a row due to injury. Uh, Marco Wilson in, in, in flashes. I think Stefan Gilmore would add a ton. And it, that, that contract that you mentioned, that Pro Football Focus projected, that's very J.J. Watt-esque. You know, mm-hmm. in, in, as far as the Steve Kime special, 31 years old, it'll be 32 in September. I mean, that's, that's right in his wheelhouse. I mean, I'm, you know, that's just what he does. He thinks that he's smarter than the room and he can kind of wring that, the, the washcloth out of whatever's remaining and these former star players. And he, he, I wouldn't doubt that he would see Stefan Gilmore as that. And I think, you know, he would be able to help this team. The problem is like, he's going to miss time at some point. He missed it more at the beginning of, of last season. He's a member of the Patriots and, and then some, when he got traded, but then he got on the field and he, he earned himself uh, a call to the pro bowl, which is kind of ridiculous. He only played in nine games, but you know, and then he missed the last few games for Carolina, which were meaningless in the playoffs. Like he's going to guy wherever he signs, he's going to make an impact in January. Like if he goes to a contender, like he's going to be a guy that's going to be making plays against opposing wide receivers when it matters most And the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, who can you rely upon right now as their roster stands? I don't even feel that confident in saying that about Byron Murphy Jr. I agree. I mean, when you do, and the, the problem is, like, when you do, when you go to Pro Football Focus or you go to Draft Network or something and you do a mock draft, you'll see the needs are 10 positions deep, you know? And... Mm-hmm. There's only 11 positions on each side of the ball, one of which is taken care of, and so are probably a handful of others. So the Cardinals have so many needs in so many places. Why? Because they have no depth. Why? Because they haven't drafted well. This is just another rinse and repeat situation where you're trying to put a Band-Aid on a volcano to try to keep it from erupting. And this is why the draft is so important this year because this is the tipping point. There's There's no more safety net. You have to be able to draft well. You have to be able to bring young talent that can make impact right away to be able to facilitate the ability to re-sign and sign other impact guys that are veterans. Like that's just, it's just the truth. It's not a negative thing. It's the truth. There's no safety net anymore. Right. And, you know, development's going to be so key this offseason. Like guys, your linebackers have to take a step in the right direction. I think Isaiah Simmons proved that he did. You know, down the stretch, disappeared a little bit, had a great game against Dallas. But you want to see more consistency from Isaiah Simmons. I think you will. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm confident in Isaiah Simmons. Zayvon Collins, he has to prove that he belongs. Uh, Rondell Moore, same thing. And then you've got guys like Marco Wilson who have to show they're, they're more than just a couple of plays in a game. Like they, that ever. Uh, and then this draft, you've got to find guys that can be impact makers right away. Like you have to have, uh, you know, drafts like the Colts have had in recent history where they're finding guys, you know, the first round, the second round, the third round, the fourth round, they're finding guys up to the fifth round that are making immediate impacts. If you find three of those guys in a draft, it can completely change your roster in, in its in its depth. And the Arizona Cardinals just haven't found that. And, um, you know, when you rely on injured, like oft injured veterans, you know, they inevitably get hurt. And then you just have nobody to, to go to down the stretch. And next thing you know, you're dropping four of your last five games and backing into the playoffs. Yeah. 
And before you comment, okay, before you comment, you can't just name three players the Cardinals drafted and say, what about these guys? You, um, Rondo Moore was a complete disappointment after week five. 100% complete yeah. disappointment. Marco Wilson didn't play well a lot of the year, and he was injured a lot of the rest of it, okay? Just because you can name the players the Cardinals drafted doesn't mean they were impact guys. Look at Creed Humphrey, center out of Oklahoma. When did they draft him? Second round, third round, doesn't matter. Pro Bowl, okay? Like immediate. Ryan Kelly, Colts, drafted years ago from Alabama. He's been a pro bowler perennially after he got hurt his rookie year, I believe. You can draft people. It's it's allowed. It's legal (laughs) to draft people and have them be ready year one. Now, now, we're going to end it here quickly, but because I want to talk about this. We're going to talk about it way more in depth as free agency comes and the draft. Are you thinking that the Cardinals need to find a strength? Because they don't have one yet, aside from the safeties. Yeah, They don't have an absolute strength. Do mm-hmm. you say, you know what, we're going to sign the top guy here and draft the same position? They need to find an anchor. If you sign Stephon Gilmore, you take the best corner in 23 overall, then you have a strength. Your secondary is immediately top 15 in the NFL, immediately. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with that, obviously you're, you're making some consolations, right? Yeah. You're, 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 uh, you're making some concessions, I should say. Um, because yeah, you're, you're punting on where you have other needs, but I think it's important that this off season, they identify where they're going to create a strength and they can, they're, they're like a player away in some of them. Like I think in the wide receiver core, if you get somebody dynamic to put across from Deandre Hopkins, whether it's through free agency or whether it's through the draft, you know, that, that becomes your passing attack, Kyler Murray, those two wide receivers, that's your strength. Uh, you, like you said, the secondary, uh, the front seven is something that's close. It's close to being a strength, but they're missing some beef in the middle. They're missing some playmaking in the, you know, on the, on the second level. Um, I, I think that the front seven is something that's close. They're very close, but they can't just be like a bunch of guys like they, with some talent, in every department they need to identify for the first time under cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, a absolute undeniable strength. Yeah. And uh, they can be without Chandler Jones and most likely will be without Chandler Jones. You'd think at this point, uh, yeah. which is so unfortunate if they would have drafted, like if this is all Steve Cohen's fault, they should 100% be able to resign Chandler Jones first. He should be the first one in the office three year, 30 mil, 18 mil guaranteed. We want you to retire in Arizona Cardinal. This was the Calais Campbell thing all over again, even though it was for a different reason because they thought Calais was done and then Saxonville happened. And look at what's happened in Baltimore. Chandler Jones is going to be a pro bowler somewhere else next year if he goes somewhere else. You can see it, the writing on the wall. It's consistent as gravity. Definition of insanity. Hopefully they can make it work. I'm not sure if they can. Unless they want to move Isaiah Simmons into Chandler Jones's role that he's undersized for, you're going to have a huge gap. And you know what the other side is? 33-year-old J.J. Watt. That's your other option on the outside. So we can talk about all these things. You're going to be making consolations. I'd rather have one strength than a bunch of B-minus, C-pluses, which is what we had this year. Yeah. I mean, Maybe if, the if offensive line, that's not fair. Maybe if, they if were a B-plus. If, if, if your offensive line or your front seven are a strength, it makes everybody else's jobs easier. I mean, we know. Yeah. That. So, yeah. I mean, take that way, whatever you want to do with it. I mean, that's that's where a lot of people, that's where a lot of successful teams have kind of built on. But we'll see. They can do it other ways. Uh, I mean, the Bengals did it a different way. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's just like 
the more you resign, the more you sign free agents, the older you get. And that's really what it is. I am team. I will just put a stamp on it. Team Jamison Crowder. Team Jamison Crowder. Um, because he will be a safety blanket that Kyler Murray will desperately need. The, the, the thing is, like, if you go out and you get a Jamison Crowder, if you get a MVS, you get a Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and you add him to your offense, or, you know, you go out and you get, like, Stefan Gilmore on a, on a because he's, you know, a little bit longer in a tooth for the NFL, and you can get him on a good deal. You have to you have to hit in the draft. Like, if you're going to, if your offseason's going to be, hey, we're going to, Bring in these veteran guys in the draft. It like you can't have like oh we hit on some free agent guys and then we missed in the draft. Like you have to. There has to be one off season that Steve Kime aces the test. He hasn't done it yet. Yeah, he is. He's not done it. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Alex Lancey, Bo Brock, locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.